Hey guys, welcome back to Black Hollywood Live. Next, where we keep it hot today is no different. You've seen his face on Lifetime's Unreal. It's the one and only Gentry White. And of course, I'm excited about some of the topics we have today. We're talking about Nas's new produced movie, The Land. We're also doing an acoustic cover of Beyonce's song, Sorry. And then last but not least, Shakisha Pulliam Knight get a paternity test or not. More of that, more of that right here on all you can see right now on Black Hollywood Live next. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Live next. Somebody come yes, in. it's Friday, so hey, we hey, turn hey, up. Hey, Welcome hey. back to Black Hollywood Live next. Where we keep it hot, we tell you who's next on the scene in Hollywood and all the people that you have to know. I'm Megan Thomas at MegScoop on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, wherever you want to find me. And who are you guys? I'm your co-host, James Ward III. You can find me at James Ward, III across all platforms as well. And I'm your other co-host, Michelle Madison. You can find me on Instagram at Michelle underscore Madison TV. And yes, you have seen his face on Lifetime's hit show, Unreal. The one and only Gentry White. Yeah. Give it up. Yeah. Yes, Thank Gentry. You. Welcome. We're so glad you're here to join us Thank today. Thank you for having me. And we were talking about this a second ago. You said Gentry is your real name, correct? Gentry is my real name. It's part of my real name. Wait, what's your real name? What's my your... full name is Ian Gentry Cameron White. Wow. Oh, you got all the names. Yeah, and you know what's funny is when I was uh, in high school, I added the third to it. Just because I thought it sounded better. Kind of oh. like James Ward. That's why I always remember James. Because it was like Ian Gentry Cameron White the third. It sounded like somebody like of a, a, a note. Yeah. 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 Like, y'all have money. Yeah, we and got I'm money. I'm going to borrow some. Let me hold $5. Exactly. No? Just five? Okay. So the way my bank account is set okay. up, oh, Kevin Hart. Yeah. <laughs> but that's so funny that you actually do that because, you know, a lot of people would think, oh, okay, that's his real name. And so the fact that you now have shortened it to Gentry White mm-hmm. instead of all Thank the you. extra stuff, I like Look, it. That's so. my mama. That's, that was all my mom. It's all your mom. Yeah. all your mom. <laughs> well, let's get into a little bit of casting news before we get all up in Gentry's business. Today, there's a new movie that's out in select theaters. It's called The Land. And it's mm-hmm. actually produced by Nas, the one only Nazir Jones himself. Let's see a little clip. Yes, yeah, we had a little bit of technical difficulty, it's but that's okay. okay. Let's talk about this movie, though. It's really cool because um, it's by Stephen Cable Jr. Of course, he wrote it and he directed it. Um, Erica Badu is in the movie. Mm-hmm. Now, she did an awesome love job. She's, um, I love her. Yeah. Machine Gun Kelly. She's a Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Michael K. Williams from The Wire. And then also, not only is this an amazing movie because it's about four teens and their life on the streets of Cleveland, which, you know, we don't really get to see mm-hmm. Cleveland yeah. much. You know, nobody's really doing stuff there. But we get to see what it's like for them. And then in addition to that, the soundtrack is killer because Nas curated it. Mm-hmm. He's got a song on there with Erica Badu, and it's their first collab. It's a really great song. Um, Machine Gun Kelly, Pusha T, French Montana, Ooh. all of Kanye. Everybody's got a song on the oh, soundtrack. Wow. It's huge. I haven't. Even, what's crazy is I haven't even heard of this movie. Usually, I'm like on right. top of like it's, <laughs> if it got a lot of us in it. Yeah, I'm usually, I usually it's, know it's an indie and it actually got right. a lot of buzz at Sundance this year. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's what that is. And right. Stephen, it's see. his. This is like his big directorial debut, and he's mm-hmm. actually I know him from out of SC, so. Yeah, Fire on all you Trojans out there. He's yeah. and he's amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like he's. Wait, does he do music as well? Because he did something that had to do with the music here. Not to my knowledge. Okay. Well, I know he told me yesterday that music is usually a hard part when you do the movie because that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Okay, and tell him. Nas, tell him where he, where he told you this. 
Oh, I'm Don't sorry. <laughs> so I got to see the lawn yesterday. Um, I covered the red carpet. Um, and I got to speak with Nas and um, Steven. So Steven was saying that, you know, music is a big part of a film. And usually that's, you know, that's a lot of money. So when Nas came on as executive producer, um, him providing some music was a part of the deal. So yeah. they got a little, you know, snazz. But yes, congratulations his directorial debut because it was mm. awesome. Right, I couldn't right. tell it was his first time. Wait, let's watch a little clip. It's from the trailer of The Land. You're a grown man now. You can make your own decisions. You have to do something with your life. What are you good at? Yeah, this is a letter to the streets. Yeah, this is a letter to the hood. Do you even care about your future? This is a prison. Of course, we're in Cleveland. Stay outside like coming, kinda Kendrick, kinda It's our time. We can get out. Yeah, this movie. I'm so excited to yeah. see it. And actually yeah. one of the main characters, he's the one that's doing that song that you hear. His name's Ezzy. So that's I mean that's, that's amazing. You're acting, you know, everybody yeah. put your talent in to make right. this work. That's Steven my, actually stalked kind of him movie. on social media to Did get it? him. Wow. Yeah. Very yeah. good, very good. So let's really? talk. Mm -hmm. That's, That's a good He went to his father's barbershop to find him. Wow. Because they couldn't find him That's on social dedication. media. Right. Yeah. Right. I like that. I really like that. All yeah. right. Let's talk about some new music, James. What we got going for the Fresh Boots? <laughs> Ironically enough, uh, Deron Bernard, who is actually from Cleveland, too. Oh, it's just a Cleveland <laughs> it's day. A Cleveland, it's the Cleveland show. Not right. really. But, <laughs> um, so he sings background for Erica Badu. So, um, and he released an acoustic cover of Beyonce Sorry off of her latest um, album. So let's take a look. Now you wanna see you sorry. Now you wanna call me crying. Now you wanna see me wilding. Now I'm the one that's lying. And I don't feel bad about it. That's exactly what you get. Stop interrupting my grinding. You interrupting my grinding. I think about you. So he is clearly very talented. I mean, yes. He doesn't need to be anyone's backup dancer. I mean, backup singer. He's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. He, his vocal range, and if you want to check him out, he actually um, his, has a whole YouTube page. He has um, Instagram. You can follow him at his name, at Durand Bernard, with two R's at the end. Um, and if you actually want to check him out, um, since we're talking about up-and-coming new artists, he's going to be performing on July 30th at the Soul Spot here in L.A. All the details you can find out on his social. Nice. Um, I've actually had the chance to see him in person mm -hmm. at uh, Stevie Mackey's house and the Taco Tuesday night thing. And he did Maxwell Pretty Wings and just what? blew me away. I'll show you on my phone. I have it later. But, oh, my goodness. Um, anyway, you, I think we have a lot of exciting things to look out for Durant. Yes, yes. And we actually have had Stevie Mackey on this show a while ago. He's amazing. He's an amazing vocal mm -hmm. coach. If you are a singer, then you know who Stevie Mackey is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about what's next or not, nah, Michelle. What we got going Ooh, on? Ooh, next or not, nah, Keisha Knight Pulliam. Oh, Jesus. Would we have ever seen this coming? Rudy <sighs> in the midst of a divorce while she's pregnant? That's I mean, so, come on. Uh, okay, so a little backstory for those who don't know. So Keisha Knight Pulliam um, is married. Well, yeah, she's currently married. And her husband of about seven to eight months, Ed Hartwell, who was recently... um. Um, formerly married to Lisa Wu from Atlanta Housewives, um, 
decided well he decided to file for a divorce but he didn't tell her before he went down to the court and she so, just said she was pregnant too like four yeah, days literally, before that. I just saw oh, that wow. she had her baby shower so when I saw, I first saw Ugh. it but it was on the blog site so I was like you know what mm, it's probably not hesitant. true hesitant yeah I was like you know let me check the sources and then it came out that it was true so she did an exclusive interview and she told her side of the story but then Ed did another interview and their stories are not matching. So she said, right, that he cheated early on in the relationship, about two months into the marriage, because they got married New Year's Day. um, And two months later, she found out he cheated, and she gave him the... Well, she told him, hey, I'm ready to go, but he begged her to stay. His side of the story is, they rushed to get married, and he he decided one day he didn't think that they made a good choice, and he said, you know what? I don't think we did it. We we made the right choice. Let's kind of like take a step back. Mm -hmm. So their stories aren't added up. And end of the day, you know, they're now, I guess, separated. Um, She's pregnant and he wants a paternity test because Mm. he said that while that two month mark, um, she was going out with her friends. She wasn't answering her phone. (laughs) She was staying out late. Now ladies and some guys, I don't know how y'all roll, but you know, when your man's acting up, like the Beyonce song says, you know, you go out, you do stuff because you want attention, right? You want him to see that Put you your looking fly. Dress on. Yes, you <laughs> go out. Gonna... You know, you want him to worry a little bit to, you know, be a little jealous and stuff. But you don't really do anything. You just kind of like whatever. So um, I can see her doing that. I don't know if it's true or not. So, so should she? So what's the question? Then? The question is, I'm sorry, I had to. I'm kind of. This kind of hurts my heart. The question is, should she take the paternity test or not? Nah? Because he's saying he wanted her to take it because she was going out. I say she absolutely takes it and throws it in his face when he when it's proven that you are the father. What do you think, Gentry? Yikes. I feel like, I mean, yeah, definitely go ahead and take the test and then move on. You know what I mean? Like, move forward. Yeah. But, I mean, it's yeah. easier said than done. Yeah, I'm, and she's going to take the test. It's yeah. just his his rationale for it, I think. Is if he's paying for it. Yeah, I don't, this is why I don't understand that. She went on, uh, what was it? It was Extra or Entertainment, Entertainment Tonight? Tonight with she went on Entertainment Tonight and had, like, this was literally, what, three or the four days? The next day after. That, after the that, news that's broke. A, that's a lot. To me, this, why would you go tell everyone your business Well, well it was already out there. Well, it's one exclusive interview. But here's the thing. It doesn't really matter what people think. There's a baby. So now your child yeah. will have to see the messiness versus you going, this is what your dad did into the public, but mm-hmm. this is what I'm going to tell you. But of all the celebrity babies, do you think this is the most messiest thing any child's going to have to find on the internet? Well, let's, in, let's look at all the celebrities and the in, stuff that they And got. there was a rumor from the Daily News this morning, not the actual website, but like just dailies happening this morning, right. mm-hmm. um, that supposedly her and Big Tigger were having a secret relationship. Well, you know that you said they date. They date, but he has a new girlfriend. The thing is, this is the thing with Atlanta. It's a <laughs> bunch of black people, right? And everybody knows everybody. If you're Rudy Huxtable her character from the Cosby show right. um, and you in Atlanta everybody knows you're there and everybody knows who you are do you think it's going to be easy to be creeping around don't you know mm. every, somebody's going to see you right. yes right. Yeah, it's so not people easy people can get very good at what they yeah. do so we want to hear <laughs> we want to hear from you guys let us know what you think use the hashtag BHL next let us know what you think about this whole Keisha Knight Pulliam situation alright let's get into some questions about you Gentry Okay, so I know you're from, is it Monroe or Monroe? Monroe is how Monroe. we say it, but it's, it's spelled Monroe. Some people, you know, when you country, some yeah, people say Monroe. Yeah, yeah. There's that's a, how you say it. Monroe. There's a Monroe, Monroe Washington. It's just Monroe. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, okay. just Monroe. A, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Monroe. Coming Monroe. from the thirds. Monroe. Yeah. <laughs> the thirds. <laughs> the thirds. Mm, yeah. So Monroe, North Carolina, you grew up small town. Yes. What was that like for you? 
Um, it was great, honestly. Like I, I'm very close to you know my grandmother. I'm close to my aunts and uncles and stuff because I grew up, you know, mm-hmm. around them. And and the majority of my family lives in North Carolina, and so family get-togethers at my grandma's house were always a lot of fun. A lot of cousins. You know, I have eight um, living aunts and uncles, mm. and so I have a lot of cousins. Uh, I don't have any siblings, so they kind of became oh. siblings mm. to me. Right. Um, you know, my, me and my mom live with my grandma at a point in time and stuff. So we're all very close because of that and you know the older that I get I find that it's so important to have that sort of background. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I remember like shucking corn with my grandma. Oh wow, I y'all real touch shucking yeah. corn. You know, we we shucked corn uh, corn with her. My mom made me call my grandma every day after school and Aww. stuff. So there was just a lot of things that. I feel like I don't know if kids that are raised in Los Angeles right. have that same sort of experience or that 20, I had. Yeah. 20th century. You know, and it was like, I, and I feel like I, it, I gained a lot of respect for my elders from growing up in that sort of atmosphere and yeah. stuff. And I, and I just hope that in the future, like any kids that I may have, I hope that I can like instill that in them, despite the fact that I have no intention of moving to North Carolina. To right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. Was, was your family very supportive of you wanting to be an actor? 100% and mm-hmm. still are. You know, now granted, it's like my mom, she used to say stuff like, look, she'll watch this interview and be like, no, I didn't. I'm like, yes, you did. She, <laughs> she used to say, she was like, why don't you just become like a doctor or a lawyer or something? She used to always say that. And, uh, but really, she was the one when I was in first grade that put me in my first acting class. Right. So right. I was like, really? Really, <laughs> right? You know what I mean. <laughs> right, right. So then, right. so then, what truly inspired you to say, "Hey, I'm in Monroe, uh, North Carolina. I'm going to LA." Um, I mean, quite honestly, I've been trying to figure it out for a long time because when you grow up in a place like that, you're not exposed to a lot of of you're not exposed to any actors. You know, uh, theater programs are pretty poor. You know, right. whenever I was a uh, I think a junior in high school, they opened up an arts um, high school, and mm-hmm. I was like dying to go there, mm-hmm. but they only had teachers for freshmen and sophomore students, mm-hmm. so I wasn't able to go. But um, but it's just it's it's very interesting because, you, like I said, you're not exposed to a lot of that stuff. So for those people that do end up making it out of North Carolina to pursue their dreams, it's like those people, in my opinion are so driven because nobody guided them on how to do this. It's not like you grew up in a city that has like right. that has people who whose aunts or uncles were were actors that they mm-hmm. can be like, "Oh, well, there's this agency." It was like I went through going to John Casablanca, John Robert what? Powers, like yeah. all these different little <laughs> he things. Went and, way back. Yeah, I mean, I'm throwing <laughs> it back and and going into those offices and, you know, they they're like, "Yeah, your son is great and all this stuff. We just need like $2,000 for John Robert Powers is the worst." You know, and, like, <laughs> everybody's gone to John Robert Powers. You know, Powers. it's just, it, it's it's really something to mm-hmm. to go and do that sort of thing and and you know, you have a, a 14, 15-year-old kid that all they want to do is be on Disney Channel and be on that right, story. Right. You know, that's that's what you want to be on or whatever because that's what's hot. And then to to sit there and for somebody to tell you that they need, you know, $2,000 from you and your single parent mom mm-hmm. and, and for, you know, my mom to look over at me and be like, you know, Ginger, I can't do that. Like, yeah. I, I, like I wish I could, but I can't mm-hmm. afford that. And if you can make it past those sort of hurdles and still continue to figure out how to do this... You know, I feel like that's what makes like the, some of the most successful people is being like challenged for this to not work out and for you to still find a way outside of that. Yeah. Right. So, so you made it out of North Kakalaki. Did you came on up to LA? <laughs> sure did. Um, what was that feeling that you had when you booked your first commercial, your first national gig? Um, the first job I actually got was um, an Apple print job within the first, I think, six to nine months that I had lived here in LA, and. Um, 
and they flew me to Thailand. What? And I was wow. there for 11 days, and, uh-huh. uh, and it was supposed to be, like, friends on a trip. Right. And it was just, like, me and these, like, three other, like, young <laughs> young people. And we were just supposed to be walking around in Thailand and riding elephants and, uh, you know, walking the beaches oh, and wow. rock climbing and stuff. <laughs> and they just did stock photography. So it wasn't actually a commercial. But um, financially, it helped me so much to be able to continue to stay here because my mom actually uh, paid my rent for the first year I lived here with the money she had saved for me wow. to go to college. Oh, and wow. so she said, if this doesn't work out within a year... I can no longer help you. You can figure it out, but I can't help you do this any more than I have. So, you know, I'm very, I'm very grateful for her. She's very influential in, um, in my progress as an actor. So, yeah. Oh, shout out to mom. Yeah, shout out to shout mom. Shout out to mama. So you play uh, Romeo on the cult show Unreal, yeah. which is a, a crazy show. It's really good. Um, what's it like? Because this is your first recurring role. Right. What has it been like? Right. So, um, it's kind of crazy. I'll be honest. <laughs> it was kind of crazy. It, uh, you know, it was the first time I've ever had a sex scene on television. What did um, so your mom say about that? She was just like, well, you know, Gentry, I watched it with my eyes like this. And she was like, <laughs> I guess she's like, wrong. She's like, my co- she's like, my co-workers texted me and said it looked good. So great. And like, you know, and moving on. But, you know, I, like I said, I, me and my mom are close. And so I do discuss that with her so that right. it doesn't come as a surprise. You know, she can choose to watch it if she wants to right. or not. But I just like to let her know. Um... But yeah, being on Unreal has been such an amazing experience to to be this is my first series regular role, so that was that was really great, but also to work with Constance Zimmer and Sherry Appleby and even some of my other um castmates that were the contestants. You know, I learned so much from them. Some of them have worked more, some of them have worked the same amount that I have, and so to be in that atmosphere and to be with them and to be learning from some of the best you know Constance just got nominated for an Emmy mm-hmm. you know that's, yeah. a, that's amazing to be yeah. to, to be rubbing elbows with people like that coming from small town North Carolina to like yeah. being here you know five years later so I'm really grateful for that that's experience. amazing yeah <laughs> and so we said earlier you know Meg mentioned we're gonna get all in your business yeah, yeah. so um, <laughs> so with Unreal being about a show that you know goes behind the scenes of a dating show um, what's the biggest lie you told someone to get a date? Mm-hmm. Oh man, you know what? You know what's funny is like I haven't really dated much. Like I haven't, I haven't really dated much, especially in Los Angeles. Right, Mainly, you've been on your hustle. I've been on my hustle, right. and the thing about it is like when you date, you gotta have a little bit of money. You gotta have a little bit <laughs> of money, LA especially. That you know is what I, true. And, and like, and as a male, it's like mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, you know, I, growing up in the South, you know, we're taught chivalry. That, but chivalry, can you cook? Yeah. Huh? Can you cook? Can you walk? I can prepare. Can you order? I can. I can <laughs> I'm trying prepare. to help you out. You trying to help me out, and I need help. help. You, you know what I mean? But the thing about it is, um, is is honestly, like, I really did focus a lot of my energy on trying to pursue my dreams and stuff. Mm-hmm. So now it's like I have a little bit more space to possibly lie to somebody. But, <laughs> but so you're planning to lie. I'm planning to lie. <laughs> what would you lie about? In the future, um, probably about where I'm at. So that so I well, can, they can like, see you on TV, uh, right? But it's like it's like yeah, if I'm lying, they're like, they like, oh, like maybe you. That's why I don't use Snapchat. Oh, that's why I don't use yeah, it because I feel like when you get will. them stories on Snapchat, yep. it was like, why you said that you were over here? Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you were Six Flags, Twitter, Facebook, Twitter, and Facebook, location. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. yeah Listen, see, you gotta lock <laughs> it down. There's actually <laughs> locations, frequent location services. Yes, Ooh, there oh. is. Yeah. that is very that's very true. I'm gonna say this though because you guys don't know this, but. James and Gentry know each other. Oh, God. Yeah. They know. They know. How do you guys 
always know each other. Oh, boy. We worked at the counter together on Wilshire, right by the SAG office. Yep, yep. The counter gourmet burger restaurant. (laughs) That's right. Next to Marie Callender's. Mm -hmm. And wait, when was this, by the way? So four years ago, I think. 2012. 2012. I remember I had been working there for about a year. And James came in, and I was doing takeout at the time, and I trained James. And then uh-huh. James what? ended up being like the trainer at a different location of that restaurant years later. But yeah. so but you're rem- responsible for his success, is what I'm <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, was he the teacher? He was yeah. fun. Nice. Made it fun. Made it okay. fun. Because I mean, we we just having fun. I was like, why are we taking this so seriously? We just selling burgers. <laughs> right. Like people come in and be like, can I get this validated? I was like, yeah, you can get it validated. It's not coming out of my paycheck. Right. <laughs> so, but no, James was really cool. So it was really nice knowing that I was going to be coming to do this interview and he would be here. Because um, for me, I, I tend to look at things as a marker and so being here and, and seeing James in this atmosphere mm-hmm. and for me to be in this atmosphere and to know where I originally met him right. shows me the timeline mm. of things and how mm. and how we've both progressed mm-hmm. in our lives and so I'm, I'm grateful I'm really grateful That's and I'm about to shout out yeah. that. That's hallelujah I have to say too yeah. I think for people listening who are you know trying to do everything that we all do in entertainment um, familiar faces are always great and yeah. I think it's all about that's why you should always treat people with respect yeah. and dignity because you never know where people right. are going to end never up know. never know yeah, yeah, never yeah. know it would have been so awkward if I would have been like a jerk to this dude <laughs> and yeah. I was like uh, I mean it would have been more CJ. fun to hear about it <laughs> <laughs> it, it could be a reality it could actually be a reality show right. Yeah. go right, right. <laughs> so of course Unreal is about um, a, a not a real real reality show but on the right. show it's a real reality show right. would you ever do a reality show absolutely not <laughs> no. never like, say never uh, look at Mariah Carey uh, yeah well she, I mean, can, have, she can have that but I why wouldn't know, you um, for me I what I do as an actor I just cherish the art form of that and so I feel like if I'm gonna entertain anybody it's not gonna be as Gentry White because right. I was like, that's for me and my own like friends and, and, and stuff. I was like, but whenever I'm on screen, I want it to be because I'm like showcasing like my talent. And I feel like being on a reality show, I'm not showcasing you my talent. I'm like letting you into my business. And I was right. like, and I don't want you in my business. Right. <laughs> the only right. thing I want for you to want is is to see the work that I'm doing. And that's how I respect a lot of people like Nate Parker or mm-hmm. Denzel Washington mm-hmm. or a lot of these other actors who you don't hear much about them in the media and everything because they want for their work to speak for itself and mm-hmm. that's what I appreciate a lot about and you still know who they are and yeah. you still know who they are mm-hmm. and it was like they might not be as famous as like a Kim Kardashian or whatever but it was like they're they're making money mm-hmm. they're doing what they love and they have families and they're happy and that's all that I want at the end of yeah. the day okay so. so you won't do reality but do you watch reality shows um, I don't watch reality shows really? either because in my mind I feel like it's just taking space for a television show that right. an actor could be on you make but, me feel so dumb right now no but don't but don't <laughs> feel dumb <laughs> you know I did <laughs> I did watch reality shows. I, I used to watch. Um, I used to watch a lot of stuff on MTV in high mm-hmm. school. You know, I watched yeah. Made. I used to watch uh, Real World, Road Real Rules. World, Road Rules. <laughs> okay. yeah. I used to watch The Challenges. Laguna I used to watch Beach. Next, Laguna Beach, The Hills. <laughs> okay. um, oh my gosh, I, I was all up in that. Because right, you made me feel like I need to pick up a book. No, <laughs> look, don't give me on no books. Nah, like I got a Kindle, but I only got about three books on that thing. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so. You know, this is a kind of switching topics a little bit. Um, racial profiling has been addressed numerous times in TV. Um, Shonda Rhimes did it in that episode of Scandal. Mm-hmm. There's a new Fox show called Shots Fired coming out. Um, it's very relevant. So how does your scene on Unreal about this add to the conversation? Um, I mean, like, obviously, it's like anytime a black 
person, male or female, is shot by a police officer, this is that's immediately what it's about. Right. You know, and I feel as though it's come to the forefront of our attention because of social media, which I think is fantastic. Because we need to know more about it. We need to be so frustrated about it that the conversation continues until there's some sort of major change that comes from this. Um, I I feel as though I was super grateful to be able to be the one getting shot in this particular uh, television series because... I like being a part of the conversation. I mm-hmm. do have things that I want to say about it. And, you know, I do feel sometimes I'm a little limited for how much I can say right. without getting in too much trouble. But, you know, with Unreal, the, the one thing that I do wish is that we would have been able to, to talk more about that situation. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, the show isn't about Romeo and him being shot. It's still about, you know, Rachel and Quinn and, mm-hmm. and their experience with something like that that has happened. But I do wish that if, if we had more time that we could have been able to really dive into what happened to the police officer. How does right. Romeo feel about this if he's mm-hmm. still alive? Um, and, and everything like that. Do you want so, to drop something? You want to I tell have nothing anything? to drop. Okay. Like, Gentry is alive. Can we'll we get see the what exclusive? Happens to Romeo. <laughs> right. But, yeah. And I know BJ Britt uh, on the show. Man. BJ has been here several times. Stop. Like how he's been right in your seat. He's been on After Buzz TV. <laughs> I can smell him. I can smell him. Can smell him. <laughs> how is it behind the scenes? Because he's really goofy, just like you. Dude. What yeah. is it like for you guys? Okay. Funny thing about me and BJ. So. I moved out here. I was almost 21 years old. Um, I turned 21 16 days after I moved here. And BJ, my uncle and my uncle and BJ are in the same fraternity. They're both captains. Mm. And uh, my my uncle, you know, you know, like like everybody's aunt and uncle when you move to a big city, like, oh, you know, I got a friend out there. Let yeah. me see yeah. if I can get you in touch with him and this and that or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so my uncle put me in touch with BJ. And so I text him, and you know, BJ was already on Vampire Diaries, and I thought that was a huge wow. deal, and, yeah. you know, and everything. So I'm texting him. You know, he's like encouraging me. He's like, I ran to, I ran into him at a couple of commercial auditions and this and that, and so five years later to be able to play relatives, right? That's amazing. And not wow, only that, it's like world. we're both from North Carolina. Yeah. He and I, you know, we both had similar accents. And whenever I get around him, my my accent gets thicker and thicker and thicker. Mm-hmm. And so behind the scenes, it's funny because Unreal, the first season, you have this British gentleman, mm-hmm. you know. And so that's what the set feels like. You know, it's like this British guy is there or whatever. When me and BJ got on that set, <laughs> we was in there. And our trailers, we had we had the Bluetooth speaker on. We was in there. The, sh- the trailer just shaking. Just shaking. So we in there just dancing, going over our lines and stuff. And no matter what, we're coming up with little like side jokes and everything. Right. And BJ is just a lot of fun to work with. He really does brighten up a set. And he's super charming. He's a lot like his character on the show. Um... And I really appreciate working with him because he inspires me and shows me, like, just to keep going, keep right. going, you know. And so he's he's very – I kind of do see him as, like, a big brother. And there's a couple of lines that I say on the show that they actually that actually made it into the cut that were actually BJ's sayings. Things that he says regularly, <laughs> and I just and I just took it. And he'd right. be so he'd be texting me during the show, be like I can't believe they put that in there. I can't believe they put that in there. So yeah, BJ's good people, That's very good. good people. Now the other show you work on is Turn Washington Spies, mm-hmm. and you're playing Billy Lee, who's a servant to George Washington. Yeah. Now, what is that like channeling that? It's kind of hard. That basically being a slave. Yeah. That psyche. You know, yeah. like, how does that feel to you as an actor and as a black man? Right. Um, you know, 
being playing a slave, I know this might sound crazy, but playing a slave is something that I've always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, in turn, turn allowed me to do that in a way that I didn't expect because originally when I auditioned for that show, I auditioned for season one for a different um, character. And then I didn't get that part, but then season two, they were like, we want to see Gentry for this role of Billy Lee. And so I went in, and you know, I and if I audition for a slave role, I usually wear a shirt that has like a rip in it. I have this one shirt. Oh, so you wear a Kanye outfit? Yeah, you know, I was like, basically. You know, and I, I was like, I try to like, to give them that image of what it would be like. And so I go into the audition, I get the part, and then I fly out for the fitting. And during the fitting, I'm looking at the clothes, and I was like, well, what am I, where are the clothes that I would be wearing? You know, I'm assuming that I'm going to wear, right. like, some cotton-picking clothes. I know how dark I am. You know, I know I know where my I know where my place <laughs> so would be. You, oh you know what God. I mean? So I know where levels, my place would be. I can't with you. But you know what? But you know what? I get you she was like, way. She was like, this is your suit. She was like, Billy Lee was, she was like... Uh, George Washington's right hand man mm-hmm. so therefore it's like you wouldn't wear the stuff that people that would work on the field would wear you would wear stuff that he would wear himself mm-hmm. and so I never had been educated about that growing up in school like right. you never you when you think of slaves you don't think about them wearing fine clothing or having yeah. their hair done and it was like my hair is done every day I have a ponytail on the show which I thought was kind of cool because <laughs> usually like you know with black hair and especially with black men it was like they give us like two hairstyles right you know and so, and so like to be able right <laughs> and so to be on a show that they actually like did something with my hair I get to wear these really cool clothes I get to you know put on this accent to try and embody you know my ancestors lives or whatever it's like that really fulfills me as an artist and as an actor and so i really love being a part of that show and and we just got picked up for season four this is, yeah. a, this is the final congratulations yeah, yeah final season of the show so mm-hmm. you know hopefully i'll get to come back i recur on that show so it's kind of like you never really know but hopefully billy lee will make an appearance again yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> see you i know right <laughs> Let's talk about your sign language, though. Mm-hmm. I want to know, why did you decide to learn how to sign? I've always been fascinated with sign language. I, like, in my head, me and one of my really good friends that I grew up with at church, um, her family used to sit on the other side. Like, because you, you know when you go to church regularly. I was going to ask you, like, listen, did you get that from church? Listen, there's always someone in the front. Right. <laughs> like, you know when you, had, section, you, know, right. you know, everybody got their, like, kind of assigned seat at church. Yeah. Right. It's like, because if you come every Sunday, you know, like, that third that third few pew right. from the front, yeah. that's where, like, the such and such family sit. <laughs> so, you know, like, me and my family would sit here. Their family would sit on the other side. But she and I would always be, like, making jokes and stuff. Because uh-huh. somebody would go up and talk, and I'd be like, I'm like, let me go, like, Everyone be like, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> so I was like, how cool would it be if like we could talk or whatever without <laughs> and so that's kinda how it started. Like, the wrong reason. There's the wrong reason. <laughs> but then I a- but then I found out how like it, it kind of came easily and I realized mm-hmm. that we actually do a lot of like hand gestures that are actually sign language mm-hmm. just in our mm-hmm. everyday um speaking. Like which ones? Um like if you say like like a lot. Mm-hmm. Like you like like this is like many. Mm-hmm. Like many in sign language are like a lot. Like you just open up. It's like those simple things are already like signs. Mm-hmm. And so then it made me a little bit more curious about like how to do it. Then the TV show came out on um Freeform, which is the new name for ABC mm-hmm. Family. Shout out. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> um they they put up a show called Switch at Birth and that show is mm-hmm. like 
pretty much a lot of sign language on there. So what I would do is I found this website that teaches you how to do sign language for free, and it's about 34 lessons Mm -hmm. on this website. And they show you this girl. There's videos, and they show you this girl who starts out, and by the end of this, she's fluent in sign language. Wow. And so you go through this class with her. And so what I would do is I would would take these lessons for an hour, then I would watch Switch at Birth for an hour Mm -hmm. and try to figure out what they were saying before I read the subtitles. Then I'd go back and do another lesson. And I would kind of do that every day before Mm -hmm. I would go to work. And I don't know. I just kind of fell in love with it. But then I made three friends that are deaf, but they live in Utah. So I don't really, (laughs) I was never really able to like. Say hi to them. Give them a shout out. um, uh, What's up? Uh, I love you guys. Like, I don't know. It's like, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard because I don't, I don't do it often, often. but, but I, I would love to. I would love to. I, I thought about going to meetup groups and stuff, but so I I'm gonna see. So basically, yeah. we're gonna see you at someone's church. I'm gonna be like, Jesse, what you doing? I'm like, you like, I'm trying to get my seat. I'm trying to get my seat. Exactly. I'm the sign language guy here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I love that. I love it. So like, okay. So as far as you and getting into film, what do you want your breakout role to be? My breakout role to be playing the son or nephew of Viola Davis Ooh. in an independent movie where okay. like we're just in a whole bunch of struggle and strife. I just want like ugly, <laughs> like little to no makeup, nappy hair, like I just want something so or do- or like maybe we could be like well to do and still have problems. I won't say yeah. You know what I mean? Or you could just do many movies. Or we could do many movies. We could do like a franchise. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. But, but I would love I like anytime I think about having a parent in a project Viola Davis is usually the first person in my mind I love it and then as like a as like a father I think about the guy that did the Allstate commercials oh um, who yeah was the president on 24 I'm forgetting yeah. his name yeah. right now um, Idris Elba would be my uncle you oh, know can people, I sit on that day hey yeah. look at it look like I, just people of like anybody in that area you know me and Nate Parker would be brothers mm-hmm. something like that <laughs> Viola Davis you've been called out yeah right, many times because right, right. I talk about you a lot is there a certain director that you would want to work with um i would love to work with ava duvernay mm, yeah yes. i would love to work with her um i would like to work with um really i'll be honest like she's first and foremost on my list i would like to work with nate parker i haven't seen birth of a nation but i just yeah i, I think i've mentioned that the dude like three or four amazing. times yeah. but like he he really does um speak to me as an artist because i just like how he goes about doing the work that he does mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know and i like what he stands for and um I think he's a good guy, and I like people that are low key that you yeah. don't know much about, and yeah. so just let the, he lets the work speak for him. So yeah. I would like to be like that to follow in anybody's footsteps. That would be it. Now okay. you're pretty focused on this career. If you could choose another, uh-huh. what would it be? Um, I would probably be like a social worker or some sort really? of counselor. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. Um, I love talking to people, and I like I like hearing people's issues and concerns with their lives and with the world and mm-hmm. and in my mind it I, it just helps me to see that we're all so similar at the end of the day and and when we have struggles and strifes with one another it's usually just because we haven't communicated right. where, what what we see and how we see it mm-hmm. and and I feel as though I have an ability to like talk to people and to kind of bring some more oneness to the world and if I could do that before I die like I would be happy as well you know and as an actor I feel like I have I'm able to do that with with what I do and being in projects like Unreal that mm-hmm. that have a black bachelor and, mm-hmm. and and bring these things to the light or being on a show like Turn which shows you the relationship that George Washington may have had with his um with one of his slaves 
you know, and that sort of thing. And, and then to have the platform to be able to speak to, to, for me, I, I care a lot about like black and Latino kids because that's what I grew up around. Mm -hmm. And so to inspire them to, to see themselves as more than the atmosphere that they may have grown up in is my focus. And so if I can do that through my acting, that, that fulfills me the most. So, so yeah, so I'll probably be a social worker, some sort of school counselor, something that to to brighten the minds of kids who whose situations might not allow them to see themselves to be as great as they actually are. Right. Mm-hmm. Shout yeah. out to the social workers. Right. Yeah. Speaking of brightening minds, I know you like to write science fiction. Yeah. I'm a science fiction nerd. What's Me your favorite <laughs> sci-fi TV show or movie? Okay. Um, I really, really, the Harry Potter series is beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I've watched a lot of anime, which, and I, and the anime that I watch tends to be very, um, it's for adults. It's oh, not it's like, okay. it's dark, it's dark. And a lot of times the ones that I watch end up becoming movies. There's a mm. movie coming out called Death Note that was based on um, mm. Japanese anime. I actually auditioned for the movie and I was just honored to wow. even audition for right. it because it's such a good storyline, but, um, I guess with the whole fantasy writing and everything, the main reason I did it is because with movies like Harry Potter and uh, Hunger Games and I Am Number Four, The Covenant, all these different types of movies, there tends to be a Caucasian lead, Mm -hmm. male or female. And one day it just hit me. I was like, it makes no sense that this is a fantasy story and it can't have somebody of ethnicity as the main yeah. lead. I was like, I don't want to be somebody's best friend that, that telling them, like, guys, we shouldn't use your powers for this kind of stuff. I want to be the dude with the powers that the white friend is telling. Like, right. like you shouldn't do this kind of thing. Or the Latino friend. Or the, or, you know, the yeah. Middle Eastern friend. I, everybody needs representation mm-hmm. in this. And so that's what got me to start writing it and it kind of took off from there and like quite naturally Viola Davis you know that she was in my mind whenever I was writing (laughs) my characters and stuff and um, sign language is also applied into it as well yeah because you know I was like when I say I want to bring everybody in Mm -hmm. it's like redhead people people that that are deaf you know people that have disabilities everybody can be represented if we start thinking outside of the box Mm -hmm. and that's what's so important and it's like we don't have to continue to to have this sort of Caucasian thing to be that be our foundation and then we have to go from there. Mm-hmm. It's like we like I wanna see black girls with like all natural hair in a lot more movies and right. stuff. You know, the the Iron Man uh, Iron Man just came out mm-hmm. with their new comic and it's a black girl that's yep. gonna be like, you know, Iron Woman or whatever. Mm-hmm. She has natural hair, beautiful hoop earrings, like, you know, this curvaceous body mm-hmm. and I was like and she's dark skinned and I was like, that's mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. you know, that's what needs to be seen more yes. often than not. And then sometimes you can have people, I think is it Zoe Kravitz that's gonna be in the next door. Mm-hmm. Yes, she is and people were saying that's not how it's supposed to be and it's like but it doesn't say it doesn't it can't yeah, be like, that like, why, like, why? Open why? Up. Right. it should be right. technically an X-Men storm is supposed to be the leader but I'm not going to get into that right. <laughs> so, but do you think that there just there also needs to be more diversity in the content creators the people that are making the decisions from the executives and the writers to make these projects happen well sure I mean and it's like and you need like I think you need the next generation of people that are coming up I feel like have that mindset. Mm-hmm. So I think it's more of a matter of like kind of transitioning those people that, that are still left in the past out 
or either y'all need to switch it and figure out what you need to do because I was like these young people that are coming up I was like our mentality of what is of what is normal is completely different than what that once was right. you know we're mixing it up and we're mm-hmm. and we're shaking things up and and I want for there to be more risk taken there has to be more risk taken with what with with the content that we see because at the end of the day that is what children will look at and that is what they will dress yeah. up as during Halloween yeah. that's mm-hmm. what they will like aspire to be and everything and I was like and I want for little black girls to be cool having no hair you know I used to live in Africa um, after I graduated from high school and so to be around all these little dark skinned black girls that, that when they go to school all of them have their head shaved off but it was like in the states like that would make a black girl feel so you know insecure and I was Mm -hmm. like but you're so beautiful I was like and we have such great head shapes and like yeah I was like your facial structure alone is strong enough to be to like for you to walk around anywhere confidently Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and I was like and so if we have more representation of that sort of thing I feel as though it would brighten these girls and like my cousins and you know all my little friends that I knew in North Carolina that that felt less than because of like what they looked like excuse me what they looked like and so I don't know. I'm very passionate about that kind of stuff. So keep being passionate. We need those films. And so, yeah. so turn season four. We have sci-fi in development. What other projects you have coming up in the pipeline? Can we see you anywhere else soon? Um, crazy enough, I actually just uh, booked a, a short film, which I'm very passionate about short films as well because I feel like they're a calling card to something. Absolutely. Bigger. And um, I just booked a Warner Brothers short film with the director uh, J.D. Dillard, who um, I think his project went to Sundance, um, and it's called Slight. I auditioned for his movie about a year ago, and he cast me in this short. But his short was, I mean, his feature, Slight, was so interesting because it was about a black boy who ultimately ends up selling drugs or whatever to try to get his family out of some situation. We've heard that before. Mm -hmm. However, his passion is to become a magician. Mm. And so he applies becoming a magician to selling these drugs, and then there's this whole thing that comes from that. And I thought that was so unique because it still plays on what you know a black dude to be like, but then there's this this element of fantasy and sci-fi to it as well. And so I really, I can really appreciate that. So he and I have kept in touch, and so he cast me in a project yesterday. Congratulations. Congratulations again. Awesome. Now, you've been making some great leaps and strides since you've been here. What advice would you give someone who's coming from a small town and wants to make it big? Be prepared to sacrifice everything. Hmm. You have to be able to sacrifice everything. And I don't mean, like, don't sacrifice your soul. You know, I'm not saying go <laughs> or out drinking and, like, water. You, know, yeah. drink you don't need to be a scientist. <laughs> right. Like, I was like, but you need, but you need to... Like, I mean, I'll share a little bit um, with you all. Like, I slept on the couch for the first three years I lived here. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't that I couldn't afford to have a bed, but it was like I needed to afford headshots and acting classes. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't do both in my mind. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I needed to just be able to have enough money to make sure my car was running so I could get to and from auditions. Mm -hmm. I need to make sure that the headshots were the best quality that they could be. You know, right. you have to have you have to have money and you have to be able to save. So I didn't go out a lot. I didn't date and stuff because it was like I needed invest in yourself. I, you mm-hmm. had to invest in yourself and in my mind I was like I know one day like the fruits of my labors will come. Mm-hmm. It's just not today. Yeah. And that's what you have to remember is that is that sacrifice everything and even when people make you feel like you know, how how awkward it may have been for me to be sleeping on the couch and for my roommate's friends to walk in and be like, well, where's your bedroom? And I was like, I sleep on the couch. Like, that feeling always mm-hmm. made me feel so uncomfortable, but I would have to shake it off mm-hmm. and, and, and walk to work and see James and just be like, yeah, you know, <laughs> like I had, to, I had to just, like, shake it off and know that what I was doing was for a greater purpose mm-hmm. outside of, like, whatever they might think of me. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, mm-hmm. it's like I'm proud of myself for, you know, the success that I have had up to today. And, you know, now I have a king-size 
and their opinions are not paying any of your bills at all at all and so it's like remember that you have to be prepared to sacrifice you don't need a bedroom mm-hmm. it's like if somebody's like wants you to share a bedroom that's what you do mm-hmm. until you get to where you can financially support yourself it's all about stepping stones mm-hmm. don't try to like leap whenever you just need to be walking mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying yeah so you better do. say that. Mm, you better say that. Right. Hallelujah. That's a shiver for you. Well, we have had such a great time with you here today, yeah. Gentry. Yes, Before we you. get out of here, where can all of your fans find you on social media? At Gentry White um, on Twitter, at Gentry White on Instagram. I think my Snapchat name is Get It Got It. I made it a, <laughs> I made it a while back, but um, I don't use it too often. But, um, but yeah, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook under just Gentry White. Yeah. So. Thank you so much. Yeah. We love all the conversation me. we've had here with you today. Make sure you guys check this man out on Unreal Lifetime oh. every Monday, 10, 9 Central. And where can we find you guys? You can find me at James Ward the Third I I I. That's a James Ward I I across the board. Make sure to use the hashtag BHL Next. Let us know any other guests you'd like to see and engage with us. Mm-hmm. And you can find me on Instagram at Michelle underscore Madison TV. Hey. And you can find me, Megan Thomas, at Meg Scoop on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, all over your social media. Thank you guys for watching. Make sure you tune in next week right here on BHL Next. See ya. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us. Info at BlackHollywoodLive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio. Instagram me at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.